Welcome to Share the Bytes, episode 25, Grid Tied Solar. Hello, Grant. Ian, how are you? I'm doing super fantastic, my friend. <laughs> awesome. We've uh, been uh, w- uh, weathering the heat here in California a bit. At least I have. Uh, over the hills there where you are, it's a little cooler. Yes, I'm very much enjoying the cooler weather, but I'm quite sure you know, when it starts getting uh, colder, I'll be saying, oh, I need the heat again. So it's just, just yo-yos back, up and down, up and down. We are all dealing with COVID-19 still, uh, but uh, the, the fires have died down, thank goodness. Yes. More smoke in the air. Grateful for that, absolutely. But uh, since I'm in a, a warmer climate, I've been fighting the heat in another way. I've been uh, working on a grid tie solar panel project. Yeah, and this isn't the first time we've talked about solar on the show. Uh, I actually had an, another friend of mine, Sean. He talked about his solar integration and battery power for his bus that he lives with uh, uh, off the grid. But you have a slightly different setup. You're actually, was it, what did you call it, tied to the grid? Yeah, grid tied. Yeah, Sean's uh, episode 18, solar stuff with his bus. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, and um, I learned a lot about off-grid with uh, Will Pros on his YouTube channel. But uh, my application was a little different. I wanted grid tied. Okay. And why don't you tell us something about that? Because, you know, we were discussing just before the show that you approached this problem two ways. You you wanted to get some supplemental power into your house because, as you said, where you are, it's hot. You're having to run the AC much longer. Yeah. So you got crazy electricity bills. In the summer months for here, without the... Uh, insulation we need and with an old air conditioner the bills have been really high yeah Yeah. Uh, hundreds yeah and then you're also monitoring your electrical usage in your house trying to make it a little bit more user friendly so you can track you know your highs and your lows rather than just relying on the data that the power company gives you once a month right um and so a little more fine grain fine uh, granularity is what i needed not only for the solar panels but uh, for everything in the house and uh, it's been really eye-opening. It's been, and I found some great products to do that. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, let's start off with, let's talk about the solar panel setup that you came up with. You know, let's, we already discussed why. Now mm-hmm. let's discuss uh, how and what. So I started small. You know, I went on to Amazon and I found some cheap solar panels, 100 watts for 80 bucks, right? And I said, hmm, this is kind of fun. I've played with solar panels before, you know. Uh, topping off batteries, 12-volt batteries, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I was kind of hunting for the inverter side because I wanted grid-tied. I wanted alternating current, not just DC. I wasn't so worried about batteries because it's grid-tied, uh, which is different for off-grid, right? Uh, so a lot of the things, like Will Pros has a great amount of information in his YouTube channel about uh, off-grid, but grid-tied, there's not as much. So I finally found a microinverter that goes straight to DC or straight to AC, uh, 220, 240 volt. And, uh, that, you know, was my way forward. And let's, uh, kind of explain what does grid tie mean for those listening who 
haven't really dabbled into the electrical space before. Sure. So um, from the pole, uh, our electricity that comes in the house, we have two lines that come in. Uh, a lot of people, I think, have a similar setup. It's a single phase, but two wires, each at about 120 volts. And they're out of phase. So you get a total spread of 240. Uh, that's the basic electricity that comes into the house. And then when you plug in you, to the wall outlet, you're getting one of the two of those. And then that's how you get your 110 or 120 volt uh, you know, power here in the United States. Uh, for your lamps and your, you know, everything you plug into the wall, including computers and stuff. Um, so for higher uh, energy use, you'll use two circuit breakers tied together, right? And so that pulls on both sides uh, of those live wires that come into the house. So you get uh, 240 volt spread across those two. So there's a neutral in the middle and then uh, 120 volts on each side uh, out of phase. So you get the or in phase, sorry. So it's a single phase technically. Okay. And with the solar setup, when you say grid tie, you're, what's different about that is you're, as you said, you're going to AC directly. And right. whereas like with Sean's setup, he was going DC because he was feeding the power into batteries and then running his electrical off the batteries uh, and everything for right. him was DC power. But as you said, wall out, let's our AC. And then it gets converted to DC for your computer through the power adapter, all that wonderful stuff. Right. So what equipment do you need to do that in order to tie into the grid to be AC compliant for your house? So uh, grid tied inverters uh, do not in inject electricity if there's no current coming in. They sense uh, what the, uh, the, the power is coming in off the grid. And they also match the power that's coming out of the solar panels to the same phase as what's in the house already. So those two problems are taken care of. So you basically just, as soon as you have the panels, you plug in your microinverter, you plug it into the two sides of the, uh, you know, the two lines of the AC system in your house, you're good to go. Yeah. So how many solar panels are you using for the setup? Because, you know, you've got one, you know, that's typically will provide, you know, if I remember correctly, like a 12 volt uh, DC. Right. Uh, right. And then again, if you put a second one in and put in serially, you'll add that up to 24 uh, volts. But as we discussed in the previous show with Sean, if you do parallel, again, you increase your amperage, but you maintain your voltage. Right. So did right. you, uh, how many, can you talk about how many panels you have? Did you go with, did you stick with 12 volts? Did you go up to 24 volts? And how did you tie them together? Yeah, so I started simple. I was kind of building as I go, and I was really didn't have the uh, inverter side uh, solved. So I got a little inverter, and I messed around with DC a little bit, but it, I really didn't need that. So I got, finally, from uh, Wholesale Solar, which is a great uh, California company up near Mount Shasta, uh, I got the, uh, what is it, the Enphase IQ7A. So it's a relatively large uh, microinverter. So a microinverter, instead of having one big inverter where you string all your panels down and one big box, you know, you deal with a lot of DC, the microinverter is one per panel, essentially, and then the AC comes straight out of that. So it's much higher voltage, which means your lines uh, that you can push a lot of amperage, or you don't have to push as much amperage, so you can save on your uh, wiring. The wiring doesn't have to be as thick because you're at the high voltage. 
so I took one of the panels and I said, ah, this isn't enough. And so I took a couple and it said, ah, it still didn't work. It didn't have enough juice to, to get the AC flowing. So I got two more. So I put two in series uh, and a total of four. I put the two uh, the in two parallel. Pairs. Yeah, two pairs in parallel. Uh, and that got me going. That got me started. And so my first thing, I went down to Home Depot and I got super struts and I zip tied them together. And, you know, I did a little little uh, hacking to, just to make something work, right? Just mm -hmm. a proof concept. So once I had the inverter, uh, it started working. I plugged it in, boom, it started working. And I was like, ah, oh, this is great. And then I said, oh, why don't I turn it? <laughs> and then I tried to turn it and it fell down right on my head. Oh, no. Ouch. <laughs> so this is... I, I had him up, uh, I showed you a picture. I had him up on top of a pergola, uh, the little uh, sunshade in our backyard, just to try and get the, the solar um, south-facing exposure yeah. uh, beyond the house. And it was just a little too high. It was awkward. So, um, yeah, it was, it was frustrating. But, um, yeah, got a few more bolts <laughs> and uh, replaced all the zip ties and, uh, you know, put it back up to the what is it like 60 degrees a little less uh for the the winter time months here in this part of california at this uh, latitude yeah. and uh yeah it's working okay it's yeah. just a proof of concept and i really need to to uh you know do a more permanent installation soon with all the bells and whistles yeah and we definitely want to say for those folks who are listening that whenever you try to build something like this you Safety should always be forefront in your mind, both physically yeah. uh, from a structural standpoint. It's great to hack stuff together, but if you're going to make it permanent, it's not going to go down or you need to move it, right? Yeah, make sure it's secure. Yeah, try not to hurt yourself. You know, accidents do happen and you learn from them. And then when it was also, on the ground, zip ties were fine. Yes. But yeah, when I, when right. I elevated it, I should have uh, been more careful and mm -hmm. uh, sturdied it up before I put it up there. Yeah, and then also... Uh, this has been said before with all electrical type projects, please know what you're doing. Follow oh, yeah. proper safety Be careful. protocols. Uh, if you are unsure, find somebody who does know what they're doing or who has experience because it can be very unforgiving and very dangerous if you cross the wrong wires, you ground yourself while holding alive. And solar panels, that's yeah. what most people don't realize is that, yeah. hey, when the sun hits them, they're active. So if you they're have alive. exposed right. lines as you're plugging them in or they're fixing the sun, well, that's as if you're holding your hands on you know, battery terminals too. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah these have uh, connectors, so it's not too bad as far as exposed wires and things like that. Um, so, yeah, if I had to do it over again, instead of doing four of the HQST 100-watt solar panels, I'd probably just uh, go to Wholesale Solar and get a single 320-watt uh, panel, a little larger. Mm -hmm. uh, but it would have been about $200 instead of the, what was it, 80 bucks times four, so 320 Okay. And so are you feeding the, these, uh, this inverter directly into your existing house electrical, into your circuit breaker, or an external source? Yeah, so one uh, important feature is the grid tide of the inverter. And so what that means is the inverter knows if there's power coming in from the, the uh, from the poles and from the power company, and, and not. So if it if it doesn't see that there's power already coming in, it doesn't put out any power at all. 
And that's the grid tied feature. And so it's safe from the power company uh, standpoint. Um, and I should say that I have quite a bit of experience on little electrical replacing outlets and sockets and switches and stuff like that. So, um, and I have the proper tools. I have, uh, I have some multimeters. Uh, one is a clamp on one where I can tell the amperage that's going through the wire. Um, I have uh, a sensor, which is very important to see if there's the line is hot or not before you start touching stuff. Yep. That's yeah. an important one. Yeah, yeah just like when you're ch uh, changing out sockets, or, you know, light yep. switches or sockets, you want to kill the power at the circuit breaker, but right. you it's, uh, trust but verify and verify right. always. Right, yeah. I always uh, turn the power off before I start working on something and check it again just yeah. to double check. Test it with that meter, so, yep. Might be on a different circuit that you don't expect, and sometimes I've found that when in my little work, but uh, not often, but, yeah. you know. All it takes is one. <laughs> so before we move on, what are you expecting to get out of this? Are you thinking that you'll see a huge improvement or a gain with electrical uh, usage uh, from not having to take that from the grid? Uh, you know, how much do you think this will the system will supplement your family's needs? Yeah, so our power usage is pretty high. Uh, so we're expecting about... Um, Let's see, I think it's uh, 100 kilowatt hours per month, maybe less, uh, from these solar panels. So uh, that's not very much from the overall uh, usage for the house. But, you know, this was a proof of concept. And so I wanted to make sure that something worked before we started scaling up and mm -hmm. getting more and more. And, you know, I've learned a lot in the process. Um, so yeah, the first part was building a proof of concept and these were, I put all the parts in the show notes and the discussion topics. So they're all in there, including, uh, in the YouTube channel that I learned a lot from. And so I, I kind of learned as I went and then I needed to measure some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the next phase. Yeah. So how did you go about that? And what was the purpose of measuring it? Were you measuring to see your consumption or how well the system was working? Yeah, at first I was just uh, using my clamp-on meter and seeing how many amps these uh, these uh, solar panels were putting out in the AC, and it was a little over an amp, uh, which is quite a bit of power at 240 volt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, that was good. I was I was very excited about that, and then I said, oh well, this clamp-on meter, you know, I can't log it. <laughs> so uh, I looked around and I found the uh, Emporia uh, View products which uh, Sean also uses. He said he was using the AC monitor uh, for his DC system as well. And so I got the Gen 2 Emporia View, and uh, that allows me to not only see what the power is coming by a minute-by-minute -minute basis, but also several of the circuits with the sensors. Yeah. So why don't you describe what where these sensors are placed at and what does it do? Are you... You said like with the clamp, I mean, you had to clamp it up directly to a active line, you know, power right. coming to the house. But right. this sensor doesn't because you're not going to keep your circuit breaker open all the time, correct? Right. Well, one of the nice parts about the clamp on meters, you don't have to disconnect the circuit. You just go around the, the wire. And so this is a, a product a, that clamps on in your uh, circuit breaker box. It actually clamps onto the wire and measures, you know, the total power in and out on those two lines that are coming in from the pole. So it gives you the overall usage of the entire house. But also it has, I bought eight uh, little smaller sensors so I could monitor, I'm only using four right now, I can monitor individual circuits. And so I put one on each line of the, uh, the solar panels 
that are coming in and then uh, on the air conditioner and, uh, you know, then going from there. So I can see and log sort of what's going on with uh, the power in the house. Yeah. Well, what about monitoring uh, power you're uh, taking off of the grid? Uh, are you able to measure that uh, from the power company, you know, without having to contact them directly? Yeah. So uh, the same uh, power usage that is measured at the meter comes in from those two wires. And so this Emporia View product is in my circuit breaker panel, clamped around those wires. I made sure to shut off the power before I did all this stuff. And I, I actually took off the panel, the front uh, part of the, of the uh, circuit breaker box, and I clamped all these things around and then uh, closed it back up and turned it on. And I didn't elect electrocute myself at all. Right. <laughs> it, yep. was, it was pretty straightforward. But so I'm seeing exactly what the is coming in and out of the house, just like the power meter so shows me. Yeah. And, you know, for those who are listening, you know, if you're old enough, you'll remember the, a person from the power company would come to your house and read the meter like once a month and then they would log it. And then that's how they tell you how much they used. And right. in fact, there were, I've heard horror stories of where they wrote down the wrong number and they were charged thousands of dollars and they had to go back and fight for that. And those were very rare cases, but yeah, especially yeah. here in California, they transitioned to a smart meter. Yes. And what a smart meter does is it transmits that power usage over wireless. Exactly. Zigbee protocol. Yeah, exactly. And we'll include a note uh, probably to the wiki page of you know what the Zigbee yeah. protocol is. But you know, it's a very unique wireless protocol. So where the power company can, you know, gets that their information wirelessly, that it's just connecting to a base station, which I assume is at a nearby pole or something like that. Yeah. Or... Uh, or you know some sort of repeater station you're tapping directly into the lines and so what the power company sees through their wireless connection should be exactly what you see through your meter right so i bought the more traditional emporia view product that was like 110 dollars with eight eight sensors and it physically clamps around those wires and measures it just like uh you know for anybody anywhere now because we live in an area that's served by pg and e and because we have smart meters um, and I need a second one because I have a sub-panel, so I might get one of these anyway. Uh, Emporia View also has a smart meter-capable uh, product. So for 40 bucks, you can actually listen to that ZB pro Zigbee protocol and monitor your power usage. Minute, I think it's in five-minute intervals, so I think the interval is not quite as, as uh, refined as what I installed, but uh, it's very, very granular as far as the data that you can get about your current usage uh, just like it's from the meter. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so you know, for those for those folks, you know, you always want to check uh, if you have a smart meter, are you allowed to uh, capture that signal? You know, here right. in California, I believe we're allowed to as long as it's your power. Right. Yeah, but if outside, you know, please check your local laws and rules and regulations about that. But mm -hmm. yeah, this way, uh, if you're not electrically inclined, but you would like to have a little bit more insight because, you know, certainly since we're spending all of our time inside our house, we're nice. consuming more electricity, mm -hmm. it would be good to know, you know, how is that use, how is that electricity being used? And the more information you have, the better you can make judgments on how to save electricity and thus save costs. And so this is, this sounds like a great way of, you know, doing it safely. And for those uh, folks who 
may be a little bit you know, risk adverse. Let's put it that way. So when I started uh, being interested in electricity in the house, um, I got myself a, a power meter, right? A little kilowatt, they call it, for like 20 bucks at the time. It's probably 25 now. And you basically plug it into the wall, and then you plug in your, your appliance that you want to measure, and you plug it into that, and it actually reads out a little LED readout of how much power it's using. So these products make it easy to do it at the whole house level which is really nice. And so if you have granularity down to the you know, minute or second, you can actually tell when you turn on a switch or when you turn on something, how much electricity it uses. And it shows you that around the graph. It's pretty cool with the app on my phone. It's really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to uh, see more of this. I know uh, you're just getting started here. So yeah, please keep us up to date on how this solar t- grid tying uh, comes along. You know, if you get more panels, uh, how much electricity you're saving, if you start to see some real benefit. Because, you know, the other thing you have to weigh is see the cost of the equipment and the yeah. benefit, you know, how long does it take to pay out? Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the tricks of the industry I've heard is, uh, you know, basically giving you 100% solar capability right up front. And that's pretty expensive. Uh, and so even if you can just drop down into the cheaper levels of the electricity tier usage, uh, you know, it, it, you can get a system to pay itself off even quicker than if you, you know, load up on a huge amount of solar panels and the sales guides love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's, there's some, some tricks and some pros and cons about sizing and, you know, do you put them on the roof and put holes in your roof or do you want to do something like a ground mount, which is what I'm looking at that's more temporary and you can, uh, you know, adjust it to the, the angle of the sun a little bit more easily or, you can adjust it at all as opposed to just uh, placing stuff on the roof. But uh, there's actually a really good video by Wholesale Solar. They are a DIY friendly company and they have all kinds of products and they say, eh, you really do not want to track your solar panels and move them around all that much because nowadays solar has become like a 10th cheaper than it was 10 years ago. So the solar panels are so cheap. You just throw some more up and then it, it, it counters in at least as much a, uh, cost benefit than it would to, to have some kind of tracking system for the, the location of the sun. But, uh, you know, if it's on the ground, you can do it manually and you can increase your output by around 20%, which is yeah significant, but, uh, you know, you add 20% more panels if it's just on your roof and then you cover that as well. So there's a lot of different angles, a lot of different perspectives to look at. All right. Very cool. So yeah, let's uh, keep this conversation going. Let us know how it turns out and, yeah, we can't wait to hear some feedback if people have some more ideas or you know their their experiences with their projects. So yeah, let us know. Sounds good. Okay. We'll talk to you soon, Ian. All right. Thanks for sharing, Grant. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.